Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to positively impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media, and I'm grateful you're here. Hello. Okay, so... I want to bring us all the way back. I want to rewind to my origin story. And why would I do this to you? Because I want to help you find your origin story. Not only that, but it's going to root into your why. It's going to root into how you're going to attract your audience. And it's also going to be a part of what's going to make you, you. And so here is a little bit of mine. When I was in high school, I was that geek that knew what I wanted to do. I always wanted to be a healer. I already had that mapped out. I thought massage therapy was the end all be all. And I ended up finding in the newspaper, this is pre-tech by the way, guys, like I had a flip phone at the age of 16 and that was the new cool thing. So I was 16 and I found in the newspaper that there was a clinic where for a thousand dollars, I could become a certified massage therapist. Now, if you knew that this is what you wanted to do and it would take that investment, would you jump at it? I did. I didn't do all my research. I was 16, stubborn and bullheaded. And my parents tried to talk to me about signing a contract with this individual. And what happened is, is I worked there for over a year. As I did, I met amazing people. Amazing. There's not an issue on them at all. But that was not an accredited school. I ended up learning that what I signed into was actually like somebody who taught from somebody who taught from somebody who taught from somebody who maybe read a book and went to Costa Rica and took like a two-day training. And it was terrible. Like the amount of, you know, misinformation, lack of insurance, hygiene, like it just, it blew my mind and I have OCD. So I would be doing research as it didn't feel right. And this is when I started to understand that your intuition even peaks before you even put that title to it. You know, people will call it your gut instinct, your inner knowingness, something felt off. So I want you to understand that in my origin, I understood that something was off from this. I still knew my goal was to help people. I still wanted to be a healer, but it didn't sit in a great place. Like I felt uncomfortable. I didn't pitch the products and services. I didn't brag about where I worked when people would ask. I'd kind of go like, oh, over here. And what ended up happening is there was a lot of shady things that went on and it didn't align with me morally. 
So what I ended up doing is I quit. I quit. And when I did, I decided I, I ended up doing more research, talked to the employment standards branch. They actually filed a lawsuit with me and I got my money back uh, two years later. But this is how stubborn I am. I had to go through arbitrations and mediations. But in that contract I had signed, she had all these crazy things in there that not, none of them were legal. Like my lawyer is supplied by the government because I was in such a case that they were like, yeah, you need help. We're here to help you. So I had all this support and all this backing me. But at the age of 16, I felt I still had a calling. This wasn't it. I needed to do what I needed to do. So let's go to age 17. I ended up getting gifted a Costco $200 massage table and I went and got a business license. My parents, I'm pretty sure didn't think that the city would allow me to have an at-home business at that point because I had a bunk bed futon in that bedroom and I would actually massage friends and like my parents and just like the odd person that I was really close with. I never marketed it. It was not public. It was referral basis only. And if it was somebody that was referred to me, I would travel to their house and I would do massages at their place. I deeply undervalued myself because I didn't have a high value on my own self-worth. And I was just doing it out of passion. None of it was for profit, really. Like I did not make the equivalent of what I should have hour to time ratio, as well as energy expense. So looking at this, I now understand and have such a relationship with those individuals that really strictly start from a passion project and then they keep feeding that. So here's what drove my why. I ended up going through a variety of different trainings, but I started more in aesthetics and I became a registered massage therapist. I belong to the Natural Health Practitioners of Canada and I have since, oh, it was like 2008. And here we are moving forward. But the biggest thing is, is a lot of times people and individuals, they'll give up on their dream when it gets hard. And I feel like if that individual hadn't royally tried to screw me over, which did not work in her end, and nor will I hold any anger or resentment, I actually fully forgive her. And I'm actually grateful because it allowed me to become the person I am today. I wouldn't be here. That's where I'm going with this. I thank that experience so much so because it allowed me to create policies and procedures in my business that makes it so I am always in the most sanitary standards. I will not only beat, but you know, like over deliver on the aspects of what I can provide for my clients. I will not promote or do anything that I do not believe in fully. And I also will do everything in my power to make sure that the services I provide are aligned. There is nothing that I offer that I don't believe in and use in my own personal life. There's a lot of things that I was told to say and do that just really made me feel disgusting. And the reason it felt that way is because it was off from my morals and brand. And it was something that wasn't, it wasn't heart centered. And if you can understand how your origin story can kind of allow you to become this, you know, moving factor towards opportunities that can create, you know, like movements and, and marketing materials and things that you can actually allow your message to be brought to other people to help them in that, it changes the world. And what I say is like, I didn't go around bashing this woman ever. Like that was not ever the goal, but people would ask like, well, what got you into it? And I would say it. And then because it was a small town, people would know of that experience and be like, oh, and then it automatically it brought up my brand and authority. And so by the time I was full time after however many couple of years, because I was still in high school and I did all of that, when I was 20, 21, I went full time in my business and I've never looked back. I'm now in my early 30s and I've been full time being able to move my business, maternities, and like I am able to create a lifestyle that allows us to have that freedom. And it, it's because 
I've made it another baby of my life. And the thing is, many people in the beginning, they didn't believe in me. They didn't believe in my mission. They didn't understand it. They, they wanted the job security and everything. And now that they're going through different economic hardships, because remember every eight to 10 years, guys, there is a recession. It's the recession bubble. It's a thing. And a lot of people just automatically go like, oh, it's unprecedented or it's, but if you were aware of what's happening in the economy and you can prepare for it and you can also build your business to align with your messaging to protect you in that and understanding how people will move away from pain or move towards pleasure and you can provide an opportunity in either form in your business, you are creating a structure of sustainability and automatically you're creating an opportunity for yourself to be safe. It is a no brainer for me. Like it is a no brainer. I love that. If my husband's like, let's take a week off and go camping. I just go, okay, give me notice and I'll do it. Like I can, I can move my schedule, make things happen. And I want you guys to understand the opportunities and being an entrepreneur and having that sole proprietorship, whether you're limited or whatever. The idea is when you start to understand that you can take your experiences and you can help break those up so it can prevent these hardships for other people, you are already an authority in that field. You already have life experiences that will help you. And how do I know that? Well, in high school, I was going through so much stuff with that. Like I had to go through arbitrations. We had a lawyer, there was judges, and then I'd have to rewrite because she argued every single one of them, but her arguments were so off base. Like they had nothing relevant to the actual filing cases that were brought up by my lawyers and by me. And, and then I would have to write back. And I would have to like, here's my standing points. What she exhibited here was irrelevant to these issues. And the things that she was talking about was like her cat, how she apparently could like cure cancer, like things like that, where I was like, okay, but that still doesn't talk how this was illegal. I know this was, you know, like all these statements of like my accreditation and like, she didn't even recognize, she wasn't even a member of a recognized board. So like, for me, it was very important to never do that. And so like when I teach or when I coach or when I do anything, I make sure that I'm very clear in the offerings that I say to people and that I'm never false advertising and that I do my best to over deliver. And the ideas behind it is that I've learned because of my hardships and experiences that that was such an ucky feeling. I would never want to give that to somebody else. So if you've ever taken any of my programs or joined me on any of these ventures, you will notice that I'm very cautious on how I word those things because I do know what it feels like. And not only that, but it is deeply rooted into my why. Like it is deeply rooted into why I do what I do because I know that there is a lot of people out there that will like overpromise and then they underdeliver. And, and in that aspect, you're just, you're really kind of heartbroken in the end. Like I remember I was still holding out hope because I had such a faith in humanity and I just believed that there was a kindness in everybody. And I'm not saying that this individual wasn't and that it's just she was so deeply rooted in what she wanted from this experience from everybody that we became more numbers than individuals and that the relationships really weren't there and the community effort wasn't there and then trying to communicate with somebody that really didn't see you as a human but saw you as like a paycheck it just it really put a sour taste in not just my mouth but others so where am I going with this my experience through dealing with everything on that aspect it allowed me to become kind of like an expert and then when other people were fed up in that situation and I worked with them. And like I said, I built up really great relationships. They kept coming to me and they would refer other people to me that I hadn't even met yet. And when I say that, I mean, they would go, okay, I understand that you got your money back from the situation. I understand that you had personal issues with this. We do too. How did you do it? And then instead of me, you know, getting competitive or negative or, or just looking at them as being like, that's your own battle, man. Like I, I give up and I don't want to deal with that anymore. I just said, you know, like, 
as long as you're doing it from the right place and not being spiteful or anything like that and causing drama just to cause drama, I will 100% help you. So what I ended up doing is I take these people under my wing and then I also showed them the steps, I showed them the loops and I even gave them my contact information with the Employment Standards Branch and we help multiple people get their money back and give them that you know, sense of security back because this individual, she didn't like the claims that were being brought against her so then she'd bring up other frivolous ones and then I'd get called into the police station for you know, just even giving voicings to it and just saying like, you know, I went through that experience as well. I brought my stuff to the police station knowing very well her energy and what that looked like. So thank God I used my intuition on that. I had witnesses for everything. I had duplications of all my paperwork. I brought all my stuff to the CRA. Like I was good. So I told everybody what I did, how to protect themselves. And now I understand that that's actually called coaching. So I not only coach people in that aspect to help protect them and move them away from their own pain points, but I then started to utilize that in other forms of my business. So then once I started to gain traction and get more successful with my business, I was booked weeks and months in advance. And it wasn't through like mass advertising. It was a very small community, but I was like driven off word of mouth. Word of mouth only happened if I over-delivered and if I was very, very you know, aware of what the client needed and wanted and what I could do to provide an experience for them that was different than others. And one thing I remember is going to other spas and stuff. If you felt like a number, it took away from the service. But when you got to know their name and you created like a cucumber water, you know, spa music atmosphere with essential oils and a diffuser and the heating pads are just right. And I would add little surpluses from like hot stones. I I took additional courses in manual lymph drainage and, you know, myofascial cupping to all these different services to really make my standard massage one of the best massages without going, oh, and that's an extra $10, that's an extra, and and just like making it so I was pickpocketing them in an aspect. It was just to stack my service offers and the bonuses of why they would want to come with me. That's where it came in. And so I even pre-kids would accommodate their hours. Like they would go, okay, well, if you could get me in every second week, I will keep coming here, you know, like every second week and sometimes even like a third week in the month and stuff like that. And and I did. And the thing is, is it really allowed me to, you know, build that for myself. And then once I had children, I had to readjust my schedule because I wanted to focus on my priorities, which is my family. My family is my number one priority. And I want you to understand that that's not a weakness. A lot of times people will take that away from their business as like, oh, well, then I won't be able to thrive. These are limiting beliefs, guys. My clients know that my family comes first, but they do like they are in the top five. They don't have to wait more than like 24, 48 hours for anything from me. I am very good at giving responses, but I am not a beck and call. Like I just, I have a respect for myself now and that took time. So let's go into the origin story of coaching into that. I ended up having a bunch of massage therapists, you know, clients and stuff that were going through the same schooling program were curious about what that program looked like. So I actually talked a bunch of people into the certain colleges and the the whys and the pros and cons of each different kind out there. And I said, but do your own research because it's really good to understand like that's my personal point of view and you might have a different one. And through that, they ended up, you know, thanking me later. I had to get like, you know, gift cards and thank yous. But then I kept getting these referrals for basically helping coaching other people through these programs and understanding like, okay, now that I've gone through the coaching, like gone through the schooling, gone through all of this, how do I start my own business? Like in massage school, they don't actually teach you how to like build a sole proprietorship business or how to have one in your home. They don't talk to you really about that. They hint on it. They talk about like the benefits of, you know, being in a spa versus doing it on your own and things like that. But it is not taught to you. I had to learn, you know, the, the trials and tribulations as well, the learned and earned and failed ways. So here's the thing. 
people would come to me and I would coach them through it. And I never once understood that where coaching was applied to what I was doing. People get paid for that. That's actually a niche in teaching. And, and I could have done a lot more with it. I was just doing it because I was passionate about helping other people. I live a life of no compete, no compare. That is my biggest thing. I'm very different than you. You are very different than me. The energy we bring to the party is what's going to make us stand out. And if we can appreciate each other in that aspect, that's what people are going to be attracted to working with. So I ended up starting to talk to other people and I was building more online courses and kind of building more of this intuitive wealth of knowledge on how to utilize this in your personal and professional life. And I was talking to somebody, I was like, so I don't even understand what a coach is. She's like, you've been doing it forever. Like I've messaged you, you've answered back. Like that's all coaching. And I was like, but how do you become a coach? And she just jokingly was like, um, imagine me with a sword and I'm dubbing your shoulders going, I dub thee a coach. And I just remember being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, how do you do it? And she's like, I just did like, I dub thee a coach. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, how do I like, cause I was all about the certifications and getting all these validations in that form. And she's like, no, Melissa, like there's no accrediting board that goes off of that. It's just making sure that when you do, you know, offer the support, you're not making it about you. You're not making it about like biased information you're bringing a value to them and everything so then i started doing more research and if you are somebody who's looking at becoming a coach for other people or looking at building an online business or a presence in that aspect i really encourage you to look at the people that you admire and looking at the different avenues and aspects of how they communicate with their audience are they putting the spotlight solely on them being like i'm amazing or are they really focused on like getting to understand the like the relationship with their clients and so this is one thing that i found I had taken a variety of different coaching courses. Some were in person, some were online. I did mentorships for years, multiple different mentors. And there's a beauty in each of it because it gave me an experience. Whether I enjoyed certain aspects of it or I didn't, I, I, got, I got to like, again, going back to my very early 16-year-old self-experience saying like, that felt awful. I'm never going to do that to my guys. It was one of those things where then I would create like an inventory of like, what would I want to do if I were in a program and what would I want to be treated as? How would I want to learn and everything like that? And so when I say this, I want you to understand that you can take all of your experiences, you can take all of your trainings, you can really build a wealth of knowledge just off of that alone, or you could, you know, continue to put yourself through certification programs and get all the certificates on the wall behind you and make yourself feel good that way. But the thing is, is people don't care either way. It's the result that you give them at the end of the day. So what happened is everybody I helped through getting their money back through the employment standards branch when I was a teenager, literally still in high school, they were ma like majorly grateful for me because of that. And I, in turn, was just happy to help because I understood what that felt like. So now when I do my business, it's always, I understand where you were because I was there too at one point and I want to help create that ease and flow for you because I, I know I wished I had had that experience. And then my thing is creating an opportunity in an experience. And so what experience are you going to provide for your clients? That's up to you. What your focus is, that's up to you. What that looks like, totally up to you. But in everything, whether you're selling a product, whether you're selling an information course, whether you're selling an experience, an event, whatever, I want you to understand that that's how it should be broken down. It's not just like, oh, this chick had a hard time in high school, had a crappy job, and then she got spiteful about it. That's part of it. And I definitely was, you know, this angsty, stubborn teenager that totally went out and got a $200 massage Costco table from my parents. And it was a birthday present. And that's what just kind of set me apart where I was like, 
I'm not going to put myself in a position of discomfort and do things that I don't align with and don't believe in. And, and I just, I really wanted to make sure that that's the messaging I carry forward in everything I do. And I want you to understand that that comes for you as well. Like if you can create an opportunity and an experience and you can talk to your audience in an aligned and authentic space, they'll feel it. They'll know. And if you bring value that shows up as well, people can feel it and they know. And the biggest part is making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Like, I, old me was just trying to make sure my bills were paid and I, I just wanted that freedom of time. But me today understands the value that comes from helping people break apart, you know, these disconnects. And I'm a big advocate for understanding your body, mind, soul. So like looking into your emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical aspects of yourself and where there might be a block on certain things. And as I kept diving into this healer aspect, I started to notice that naturally, very naturally, intuition and coaching kind of came into its aspect of being a priority. I still hold passions and I still do continuing education credits for everything else to make sure that I'm still a member of my organization, which is the health practitioners of Canada, but that's never on like my website selling features because people don't care about that. They care about the results that I give them at the end of the, the experience in working with me. So I'm going through my origin story and I'm breaking it apart so you can see how I've taken my pain points and my struggles and I've allowed that to become part of my rooted why and then how that allowed me to find my fielding aspects of what value I can bring and then also into the policies and procedures I carry forward in every aspect of my business. I want you to do the same for yourself. I want you to start to invite all these different experiences when you're looking at like your story inventory of all these things that have happened for you, not to you, because I, again, I removed that victim story a long time ago. There was a lot of things that happened and I don't have any emotional experience to it in like the aspect of me getting upset or, you know, bitter or anything. I really do forgive and I've moved on and I wish them all the best, all the people who have caused me pain. You've allowed me to become the person I am today, so I'm grateful for it. So long story short, I want you to try and find those opportunities for you, and I want you to find a way that you can bring value to the world through what you've gone through. Because there's a lot of people who forget that we can turn our mess into our message, that we can become an opportunity to help other people through those pain and struggle points by allowing that to be the focus of what the conversation is, that internal dialogue that a lot of people really don't want to talk about because a lot of times it gets uncomfortable and it's real. But I want you to understand that when we address it and when we come from a space of just, you know, automatic riffing, like I, none of this is written out. What I'm doing is I'm talking to you as a girl who's having a coffee and enjoying your company. I want you to know that I'm saying these because I wish I had found that for myself because a lot of times I was searching for like some form of validation in this external, you know, like pat on the back. But the moment I realized that my intuition brought me that newspaper clipping, brought me my core values and the employment standards branch and like all these things that just, you know, drew me to where I was to being stubborn and 17 and getting a business license after that $200 Costco table, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So all of those are what led me to here. And that's also something that I'm very grateful for. And I want you to find that for yourself because here's the thing. There's going to be days that aren't going to be pretty. There's going to be days that aren't going to be easy. And you're going to want to go back into why am I doing this? And the, the push past that is, is really what can I do for others in this? And when you do that, you're driven into a why that's going to be so deep. It's going to bring so much opportunity and joy. And it's also going to feel really good when you do work. Like I love what I do. So when I'm traveling, there's a laptop on me. When we're camping, I sneak away for a little bit and I kind of, you know, try and create some little freebie or an opt-in or an opportunity for my audience to get some more information. And it's not like I'm an obsessive kind of compulsion in it. It's just 
if I'm inspired, you got to roll with those inspirations because I do feel that they're very led and guided by you and your intuition and what that looks like. So then I always find there's some form in there that, you know, we can take an experience or an event and we can bring it something that will bring value to other people. So I want this to just be, you know, a lesson that's maybe sitting on your shoulders a little bit and sitting in your subconscious where you can start to pick apart these little stories. And I want you to maybe go into your notes folder in your phone and just start to break down your origin story and like what happened and, you know, where maybe there was some victim moments, but what inspired you to get past them? What allowed you to become your own hero in that story? And if there's other heroes, credit them. Like I have some amazing mentors and I've gotten ripped off by some too. But the thing is, is none of that brings me anger. It just allows me to understand the, where I want to go in my business and the why. And so I want you guys to just take this as a moment to just kind of look at yourself and see what you can bring for value for your individuals and your customers and clients and really, you know, get passionate into it. Like every time I have an opportunity to learn something, I do go back into my own inner awareness and I'll just kind of ask like, is this going to come from a place of service or is this a place of like, I need a certificate in order to feel better and validate about myself. And when I go through that, I want to make sure that it is always to be of service and not what the fancy certificate would look like at the end of the day, because the amount of courses I invested in that literally have nothing to do with my passions and do nothing for me in business. It's not even just the money spent. It's the time. We'll never get that time back. So focus on the things that are really going to bring value, not only to you, but to your audience and are going to feel good for you at the end of it. You're going to not going to regret at any point. I really want you to enjoy that and bring that into your factorings of like really amplifying yourself in the specialties that you bring. But that's just a little on my journey. That was in 2005. I started my company. And as I did it, it, there was a lot of days that were hustle. Like in the beginning, it was hustle and hobby. And then it became part-time and I would work two, three jobs at a time because like I was a medic in the oil field. I was a volunteer search and rescue. And then I also was working as a waitress and then I did my spa. And like, it was those things that slowly built over time. Then I became an administrative assistant. I still worked at Boston Pizza because I do really love that community that we had, those girls I'm still really great friends with. And then I sell my spa. And then from there, it went to the administration and oil field company as I was working in the emergency preparedness department in the environmental health and safety department. And I had my spa. And then after, I can't even remember, I think it was like three, four years there, I went full-time spa. And I was about 22 when I did that, 22. And I've never looked back. And I just want you to know, like, it, it's not always easy. There's not always going to be these like roses days, but it is something that allows you to really follow into what's going to serve you in the long run and bring that joy and really make it look like you. Like I tried to replicate when people say like model other businesses, I would never copy, but I tried my best to, to do things on what I thought was popular. You still want to make sure it's aligned for you. Like you're not going to invest in things and, and services or the flashiness just because you think that's popular. You want to make sure that it's actually what's going to attract your audience, but it's also going to align with your messaging and your core values. And so that's kind of the messaging and all this. I want you to have fun, take a pause and look at you and where you've come from and how far you've grown and the expertise and just envision that you know, I'm over here with a sword dubbing you a coach in some field niche and topic because you've been an expert through it. And there's many examples on where we can go into that. But I want you to know that there's a lot of opportunities by just being you. And that's what I want you to hear here. Be you and bring that value and come from a place of heart centeredness and your audience will feel it. They will feel it when you don't just look at them as a number or paycheck. And I want you to just continue to understand that a value ladder starts small and it gets bigger. And that's where you can really see the long-term growth in a business as well, where I used to look brick and mortar and now it's, it's more online than anything. And I I do still do small events and things like that too, but 
it's, it's really just making it work with your schedule and your time and your energy and effort. So I want you guys to have an amazing day and talk to you later. Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very honest and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again and have a great day.